Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Too Sweet Podcast. It's your boys, Too Sweet and Loving It Resurrected, alongside Marie. Uh, well, we got we got a huge we got a huge topic today. Yes, indeed. AEW Malachi Black Cody Rhodes did Cody retire? Are we gonna see another match? Got a lot of stuff to talk about, man. Punk, Brian, Adam Cole, Bray Wyatt. So I'm not gonna waste any time. You can find us at linkdr.ee slash two sweet pod to find out all of the listings of the podcast. And also, all of our Twitter handles, you can see them up on the screen if you watch this on YouTube. So, let's let's do this thing, man. Um, first topic of the day. Where are we going to start? We're going to start in AEW. But uh, where at? Ah. Let, let's, let's, just get, let's get right to, to Malachi Black and Cody. Let's, let's get right to it. So, do y'all want? I'm, I'm gonna let you go ahead. Go ahead. You can take it. What the hell? <laughs> see, what the hell did we see on Wednesday? Oh my god! Oh my god! In perfect fashion, in perfect fashion, Malachi Black. Oh my god! He, he destroyed him. Yeah. He destroyed him, man, and and. As they're making their entrances, Malachi Black's entrance was just through the roof great. I'm saying, like, okay, Cody, put him over. We need this. And, like, a few minutes into the match, and we get a black mask, and that thing is over. It, it is over. One, two, three. It was like a Brock Lesnar sign scene at SummerSlam. It's a lesser version of that. And that is how you put over a star. Um, as, as for the match, what, what, what did you think, think on that squash? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> when, I, when I watched the match, oh, my God, why? That was, wow. That was a beat. That was a one-second beat now. Yes, indeed, man. And I, I, I'll say this. We, we got to the end, and Cody's giving this giving the sappy speech. He's like the new age Tommy Dreamer where he's crying and never, oh no, that's beside the point. And I'm like, is he going to retire? And he puts the boots down, and obviously Malachi Black hits him with, with, the, um, with the crutch when we go off air. I put up the poll, is Cody retiring or are we going to see a second match? Last time I checked, it was 84% that was saying, ah, well, this is keep this is going to keep going. And going. here's my thing. To be fair, it's going to keep going. That, that's just my opinion. Okay. Here's, I got one thing and I'm going to let you guys have it. Cody, you cannot do the John Cena. You can't do the thing where you lose the big match and it's like, oh, John Cena put that guy over. And then come to find out, the feud continues and John Cena wins out on the feud and a person loses momentum. Like, Cody cannot do that here. What do you guys think? Well, um, here's my whole thing about the whole uh, main event. Uh, 
honestly, I have this like love hate relationship with Cody Rhodes because half the time I'm either ranting about him or <laughs> not caring. Um, so this is the first time that Cody has made me feel something for him and i'm like what is he doing because of the way that it was built up and it was really done well um you know he made me feel something after the match and even during the match uh surprisingly malachi black had cody rhodes number but cody rhodes is supposed to be the light in this darkness and i really think that um they missed I, I, i'm not gonna say they missed an opportunity but maybe so after cody rhodes gets kicked with that uh with that spin kick that he does yeah i honestly thought that would have been the perfect time to introduce a heel cody rhodes however during the aw media call cody rhodes did say that um he does not have a heel bone in his body that he's been doing it for 10 years and i was like cody man if you got <laughs> if you got kicked like that and you were uncaught like dazed and concussed why not tap into that heel side of you because a new cody rhodes has awakened like, that you know, would have been perfect. Yeah, that, that could have been perfect for like, you know, next week. And then him doing the whole um, retirement speech thing, yo, he, he was freaking me out. I was like, what are you doing, Cody? You know, <laughs> uh, without Cody and wrestling, like, what are you doing, man? Like, I understand you want to take time off, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm along for the ride. Um, it was a really great showing and um, Malachi Black with his entrance, man, uh, it reminded me of Skyrim. The way that he had the skull and everything, I was like, "Oh, Skyrim!" It was incredible, man. Like I thought his his WWE entrance was phenomenal. Like like um, with his original music and whatnot, the way that they presented him in NXT, I thought that was phenomenal. But this one, to me, it topped that. It topped man. that. Man, they continuing. They are continuing in a way where. They are just continuing in a way where with my with Malachi Black and and swear to God after and, and, and let me put this on let me put this on let me put this on the record with 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 the vignettes and, and you know that little short film that Malachi Black actually did you know with with Josiah Williams yeah shout out to shout out to Josiah Williams extremely talented keep rapping man keep rapping. Swear to God, Malachi Black, Tommy End, they, Tommy did a fantastic job with the short film with with Josiah. My God, I was I was blown away and and literally just just putting this putting this new character over putting this new character over in in all elite wrestling absolutely made a lot of sense. Not just that, but but we were but we are hearing rumors, but we're hearing rumors that the that that the coat of Windham is coming to AEW with not only Eric Redbeard, not only with Braun Strowman, not only with Bo Dallas, but with Bray Wyatt of all people. What? We're gonna get into Bray Wyatt. I want you to hold that one. I want you to hold that one. Um, that that's gonna be a whole topic. I want you to hold that one. Um, but but any final thoughts on on Cody and, and Malachi Black? I'm good, man. I'm just waiting for uh the story to unfold more. 
Exactly. All right. Yeah, I'm. I'm same. I'm same here. Just, just don't do the John Cena. <laughs> take it. <laughs> don't do the John Cena. <laughs> We're not gonna be able to take it anymore. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. Look. Speaking of things I can't take. Uh, Christian Cage was named the new number one contender for the AEW Heavyweight title. And that means I, one would have to assume that Hangman Page is on the outs, even though the, the storyline is continuing. I think it's this, man. Uh, well, first of all, what, what are you guys' thoughts on Christian Cage being the, named the number one contender? That, that, that's something different that's something different to be honest because you have you have Christian Cage you have Jay Russo you know being 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 the guy being the guy who's who's been out of wrestling for seven and a half years seven and a half years is a long time but but none of us none of us fans have forgotten none of us fans have forgotten oh. trust me I mean, I mean, really, big, big ups, big ups to Adam Copeland. Shout out to him. I mean, literally, I mean, literally. If I gotta be honest, Jay needs us. Jay needs us in any shape or form, but he needs a shot. And literally, if he go, if he goes for the AEW title, that that won't put a damper on things, but that but that'll keep building with Adam Page. You know. With this whole thing that he has, you know, with not just not just him, not just the elite, and not just our order, but but also having Christian Cage and Jurassic Express involved, that's gonna be that's gonna be some interesting that's gonna be some interesting stuff to, to say the least. Um, I don't like it at all because it makes no sense. Um, because I. I, I would like to consider myself a traditionalist when it comes to really good long-term storytelling. Christian Cage has been nowhere near this really long storytelling in the making between the elite and Hangman Adam Page. This starts all the way back to being the elite and everything that we see on YouTube. So throwing him in there doesn't make any sense. Now, if... Uh, when we get to full gear, and let's just say for the sake of fantasy booking, because we all love fantasy booking, for sure. the sake of fantasy booking, right? Let's say that um, Heyman and Page does take the AEW World Heavyweight Championship title off of Kenny Omega, right? But he does it with Christian Cage's help. And there you go. You add that extra layer. So that way it makes sense for Christian Cage to face Kenny Omega and Christian Cage to be like, well, you were never on my level, son. Like, I have more accomplishments than you have and bam, there you go you start that and then however you finish it is however you finish it and then you go back to Hangman at a page and have Christian Cage tell him yo I hope you win that championship title so you have to give me a shot now that would be great um, I, I, I could buy that for a dollar um, Resilient you, you jumping in here on, on Christian Cage and, what uh, how are you Oh, so far, so far, so good. It's been a long time. I'm so happy to hear all of you. How's Same it going? Here. It is going great. We, we're talking about Christian Cage being the number one contender. And uh, what what's your thoughts on that? I think that's good in the, in the 
regards of the storyline with uh, Kenny and uh, Hangman as of the moment, I mean, this is still in development, and uh, I think that we still need to like give it the time to unfold and to see how it uh, keeps on uh, uh, like evolving. And uh, it's good. I mean, uh, Christian, ever since he made his debut on AEW, I mean, he was like uh, looking for gold. <laughs> so uh, uh, I think that's good. And they even gave us a. Uh, like an like an Easter egg, like uh, you know when uh, Kenny, uh, you know those episodes ago when the, the title was left on the on the ring and then Christian, uh, Christian uh, picked it up, yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I think uh, most likely, I mean we know Kenny's going to retain still, but it's good to see it that uh, him having his number one uh, uh, contender space and his title shot now. Yeah, that most likely will be happening at all out. I don't know, but uh, I think it's good. Okay, okay, well, he, here's where I, I stand on this. I don't mean to be negative, Nancy, but um, I, they, 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 they sold me. Hangman versus Omega. Like, they could have made all out $50, $60, and I would have paid if they just told me Hangman versus Omega is the main event. And to me, this is like if WCW was building Sting Hogan, Sting Hogan, and it's like, Okay, it looks like it's gonna happen at Stargate and then they toss in like DDP to face Hogan. You know, that's all fine and well. And I like DDP. I like Christian, but the the story is Hangman and Kenny Omega and momentum is a funny thing in wrestling. Like sometimes you see it in WWE all the time. Like it's just Christmas time, he's over, get the title on him, and they wait. And by the time they do it, it's like, hey, does that have the same momentum? Now, we're all going to love Hangman Page, clearly, no matter what. But who's to say by the time we get to Hangman Page and Kenny months down the line that he'll still have the momentum, that the story will still have the momentum? We think that it will, but we're not, you know, you can never be sure with that. That's why I say go ahead and do Hangman Page and Kenny at all out. Hangman wins and then we can involve Christian into the storylines where he, he goes after the title. Nevertheless, I'm going to let it play out and, and give it a chance. I'm going to give Christian and Kenny a chance to see how this thing plays out. Exactly, and I think that the reason, uh, I don't know, I mean, uh, there, you know, the, our guys are used to like really, really long-term storytelling and, uh, you know, uh, the dark uh, woman, uh, like uh, basically breaking up with the dark order and trying to handle things on, on his own, right. as can he did on, on New Japan. But that uh, due to the rumors that maybe CM Punk might be appearing at all out, they don't want to take like the momentum from Hangman, which uh, might be a factor as well. But yes, I mean, uh, let's uh, not get disappointed just yet. Let's let it play out and pay attention to the storyline and see what uh, how it unfolds. <laughs> I anything, but uh, I think it will. I shall be watching. Uh, and we'll move on to the final AEW topic of the week. Jericho versus Juventud Guerrero. Uh, as being a, a guy, I'm a WCW guy down in my heart. Seeing Juventud Guerrero on TNT television, that was pretty cool. I, I, I gotta say. Seriously, seriously, though, that match absolutely killed it. It, it killed it in a good way. I'm like, woohoo! My cousin said in 14 second, 14 second video of the entrance. I saw, I saw the whole entrance. I saw the whole entrance. I'm like, what? 
hell? <laughs> See, I'm a, I'm such a sucker for two old guys that that can still move around having a good match. Just like when Matt Hardy faced off against Christian one of those weeks. And I was, it was a darn good match. And uh, two old guys not flipping around. And it, like, yeah, I appreciate that, man. Kofi and Jericho, they had a good match. Um, who, excuse me, Jericho wins. Uh, Wardlow comes out. He would, he would have to go on to face Wardlow. And it's never a quest to get his hands on MJF. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Uh, I, I was gonna say that um during a watch along because I was doing a watch along with some people watching uh, AEW Dynamite and I was like imagine if uh Jericho gets to Wardlow right he wins mm-hmm. and uh, MJF um already declared himself as the special like guest referee right. I bet you he's gonna take that referee shirt off and he's gonna be like Jericho is now is now uh, you're gonna face me on the same night in the you know right after Wardlow like I know he's gonna do some underhanded tactics like that. that like right after that match is gonna be MJ versus Jericho. That would yes. be a That would be a lovely heel move, to, a great heel move to pull off. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. To, to, to that to that point, to that point, you know, with next week. Uh, I mean come on. That's gonna be great. That's gonna be great. Because you have you have a pack, you have a packed card with the impact World Tag Team titles involved with the Dark Order and the Good Brothers. That's gonna that's gonna be nuts in more ways than one. Cause, Cause I'm hoping, I'm just hoping that that you know that the Good Brothers keep the titles because really, it, if if they lose, if they lose the titles, that that that's gonna that's gonna be leading into some weird shenanigans right there. Mm. But, but hopefully, but hopefully for me, I hope Jericho beats Warlock for the first time. Yes. Uh, uh, before, how's it going, George? Man, anything you want to jump in on? Yeah, I mean, I think my opinion with Wardlow versus Jericho, I think Ubuntu is going to get involved because Wardlow attacked Ubuntu, didn't he, at the end of the match? Um, yes, he did. Uh, Sorry, yes, he did. So I think Ubuntu is going to be like, no, nah, it's not going like that. And, he, you know, he's going to attack Wardlow. Or distract him somehow. Jericho hits the Judas effect. One, two, three. Jericho wins. Week later, he faces um, uh, MJF. And he's there for the title. There's no titles online. Yes. <laughs> a week later. Um, it's the grudge, Matt. Right. Right. I feel you. That's what I think is going to happen. Okay, okay, that would be good as well as we build the the, the, the labors of well, how did they put it? The labors of Jericho or the, the Jericho? Yeah, the flight labor. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. As we move on. So he better win against MJF, man. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's a oh, new one. I'll never be able <laughs> As we move on, I'll never be able to hear the, the labels of Jericho without thinking about uh, birth and pregnancy again. But we move oh, on. Oh, Speak moving on, Adam. 
Holy. Adam Gold, uh, supposedly his contract is up. <laughs> his contract is up after SummerSlam, to which that shocked everyone. And you know, that got a lot of people talking. Um, AEW, and you know, what What do you guys think? Because I'm at a point where, you know what, I'm kind of pulling for Adam Cole to go back to NXT. Nevertheless, this is very exciting. Where would you guys like to see Adam Cole end up? I need Adam Cole in the G1. Ooh. Yeah. And, and I only say that because most of the American uh, New Japan Pro Wrestlers are over here in the States, and New Japan Strong has been picking up uh, touring dates uh, in Texas and in Philly. So that means that we're not going to see Jay White, we're not going to see Finley, we're not going to see Juice, and we're not going to see uh, probably like those top three um, in the G1 uh, this year because they're going to stay out here. So why not um, just have Adam Cole go over to the G1? Um, even if he doesn't win it, at least he gets the experience and we get a fresh new Adam Cole in a way because he never really fulfilled New Japan duties like that uh, even though he was in the Bullet Club but on the American side so it'll be a good um, experience for him to go there that would be sick that would yeah. be sick uh, anybody else hopping in where would y'all like to see Adam Cole go <laughs> I'd like Thanks. to see Adam Cole go to NXT UK I that would be interesting as well. You know, I'd like to see him go up against um, uh, Walter or Tile or um, either I I can never pronounce his name Dragonov for Ooh. Tile. You want Adam Cole to die with those hands, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like, damn, he said he had his walls dead. Like, yo, Adam Cole, you're great, but you gotta take the shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Apparently, it's like being hit by a bus. It's like, you know, I seen the match. Uh, what's his name? What, what, Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa, and it's like, I can know, how is Tommaso Ciampa still walking after that? <laughs> Wrestlers, man. Wrestlers are, wrestlers are a freaking different, unique breed, man. Different breed. Yes. Different oh, breed. Uh, anybody else want to jump in? Where would you like to see Adam Cole go? Yeah, most likely on the G1. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, if he went, I'm not sure if he'll return to the Bullet Club. And as of going with his uh, former friends, I mean, uh, he was killed off on being the <laughs> He's a dead man. Are they going to resurrect the ghost of the Bay Bay? I don't know. If they do. Oh, what's up? Oh, hey, go ahead, man. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying hi, and I was like listening to both Adam Paul, you know, like, EW's already offered him some contract, which is crazy. Really? Yeah, they already offered Adam Cole the contract uh, for him to get to join AEW after, you know, his last match, uh, the NXT TakeOver 36. 
Wow. Wow, that yeah, is mean, something. I mean, friends, friends stick with friends, right? Yeah. But I was going to jump in with, um, I don't think uh, Tom is going to allow uh, Adam Cole to be back in the Bullet Club. The only reason why uh, Adam Cole got into the Bullet Club was because he was part of Ring of Honor when Ring of Honor had the partnership with New Japan Pro Wrestling. So to grow the base, they, they put him in the Bullet Club. But uh, I can always double check my sources for that. But uh, yeah, most likely Tom is not going to have Adam Cole in the Bullet Club. Okay. Oh, I see. Um, I guess we can move on unless anybody has any final thoughts on Adam Cole. Uh, Adam Cole is a triple H right? So, <laughs> I don't know. My, I have so much doubts about Adam Cole leaving. No, I'm just, I'm just seeing him still, you know, re, uh, resign, uh, like, still staying in WWE, uh, basically NXT. So we wait and see. Yeah, if I'm Triple H, like I'm signing a blank check. Uh, uh Vince, look, please, look, I, I'm gonna be Keith Sweat. Please, baby, don't go. <laughs> I'll do anything. Stay Adam Cole. That's what I'm doing, Adam Cole. If I'm Triple H, I'm Vince, but hey, we'll see how it turns out. Moving on, speaking of free agents, Bray Wyatt is now a free agent to where man this was shocking like this is one of those one of those things to where i looked at it and it's like is that a real wwe account let me look twice and it's like oh that's the actual wwe account and bray wyatt is released reportedly johnny a said due to budget cuts to which i always turn around and say wwe is signing billion dollar deal after billion dollar deal <laughs> why do we have budget cuts going on Nevertheless, man, Bray Wyatt is so has been so underused, one of the most underutilized wrestlers in WWE history to me. Um, I hope the guy. I'm pulling for him to. I don't necessarily want to see him to go to one company. Like we have this open door thing going on. I, I would like to see him bounce around companies. Where would you guys like to see Bray Wyatt end up? Wow. Okay, so wow. I'm going to jump in and quickly say I think it's work. I, I think it's WWE work. Wow. I didn't really? Wow. You know, if you look on the website, yeah. If you look on the website on WWE.com, there was no. Um, whenever they release someone, they always say, uh, for example, you know, George Havoc. We wish you the best in your future endeavors, etc., etc. Right. They did not do that with Bray Wyatt. They did not say that they wish him his best in his future endeavors. They sure so what did. I think, what I think has happened is that they've extended his holiday. Now they said that they fired Bray Wyatt, but not the Fiend. So. Is he going to come back full time as the thing? Drop the whole, um, what's, you know, drop the whole, like, double personality act? Right. Full time sort of king replacement, something like that? I, I, I got to tell you. That's what I guess. That'll be a hell of a swerve. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. 
I love the way George is saying it, man. Like, to be honest, uh, I, I gotta agree with some points about the way George has just explained about, you know, The Fiend not being released, but only Bray Wyatt getting released. And there was a big, big uh, bit of uh, issue that came out that Vince McMahon had an issue with Bray Wyatt. Vince McMahon, uh, before, the last match we saw was, of course, The Fiend with Randy Orton at WrestleMania, which was his last match ever we saw. Uh, the Fiend wanted to win. Bray Wyatt wanted The Fiend character to win against Randy Orton, but Vince refused. And I hear that was where the problem came in through. The Bray Wyatt never wanted the character to lose because he felt like the character is going to lose uh, the momentum mm-hmm. or the you know the psych that it's getting with the right. fans. And Vince was forcing him to lose, so it, it was a it was a last minute change, and that's why I feel like uh, like Bray Wyatt you know had an issue with Vince. Vince decided, you know what, we don't need you anymore. And wow. uh, also the Fiend character, they are going to put it to someone different. Because of Bray Wyatt no longer being WWE, they're going to use a different superstar as the new Fiend. So that is what I've had, you know. <laughs> well, they already have Alexa Bliss kind of in in that mode. So I, I'd be interested to see how that turns out. Anybody else got got, got things or thoughts? Excuse me on Bray Wyatt. Well, as I was trying, well, as I was trying to point out earlier, we have. We have, you know, Bray Wyatt, we have Eric Redbeard, Braun Strowman, and Bo Dallas actually, actually, probably going to, this is a, this is a huge thing here, and it could possibly be that the four of them could possibly end up in a group, end up in a faction together, and, and really with that, we, we could see all four of them, you know, possibly, possibly go back to WWE or go to AEW, but, but we don't know. We don't know exactly what the hell's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to jump in with this idea because I was uh, thinking about it. Um, so, like, first of all, uh, damn it, George left? George, George brought up a good point, and I, I like his point. Um, but other than that, um, imagine if, right? Imagine if Bray Wyatt did get released and everything. Um, and let's go back to that point that I made of, like, Cody being, um, like, concussed and whatnot. And let's say that he did want to retire. During that AW media call, Cody Rhodes was like, um, Husky Harris was his rookie. So imagine if... Wow. Uh, to get imagine if to get Bray Wyatt introduced to AEW, he goes over to Cody's house and he's like, "Look, man, there cannot be a world without you. So you have to get out of retirement. You have to get out of this funk." And imagine if Bray Wyatt brings him out of this funk to come back just to face Malachi Black into their story. So like that, that wow. was the idea I had to to have that going, and that's a new way to introduce Bray Wyatt to AEW. So it has no affiliation with the Fiend and everything that WWE owns. That would be nice. That'd be a pretty pretty dope way to introduce him. This is why I strive to be the freaking writer I want to be in wrestling, but it seems like AEW loves to fucking close their doors on people who have ideas like this. Oh, man. I only bring that up because of what QT Marshall said on Twitter, and I didn't like it. So I was just like, nah, man, I'm not going to get deterred. I'm still going to try to be a writer for wrestling with limited power. Hashtag hire Marie. Because... <laughs> 
You have come up with some good ideas. Yeah, um, I mean, people still love my crib, so... Can I suggest an idea? Hello, everybody from Ireland. JP. Can we not just repackage Ray Mysterio? I knew that was coming. You leave Ray Mysterio alone, sir. It didn't go too well. <laughs> Somebody came out and said that they they would not have a leader since, since Brody passed. They, they wouldn't have a leader of the Dark Order. They they let him be the like the final uh, leader of of the Dark Order. But that would be an excellent idea. The, the, the leader, the leader of the Dark Order is is technically Brody. Brody Junior. as exactly the same as they were in WWE. I mean, if 
if, 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 if Ric Flair turns up in AEW, no one falls. Oh, no. No. And this is coming from somebody you know, who only watches. I'm only watching AEW. I'm absolutely someone who's watched WWE for 36 years. I'm done. Yeah. I've stopped watching this. I, well, I get it, man. I, I get where JP is coming from, from like all points and stuff like that. Um, I do think that eventually the Dark Order needs a leader to actually lead them. Obviously, you can't replace Brody Lee, but you can honor his memory and still take the Dark Order in a fantastic run that doesn't have to overlap or even destroy the legacy that Brody Lee made. Because honestly, when Brody Lee came in and took over the Dark Order, you you felt you felt really good about the Dark Order. You're like, yeah, they're going to win championships. They have this right mindset. They're going to take over the mm-hmm. world of AEW. And then all of a sudden, it's like, it, um, unfortunately, he passed. And it's like, I get it. But you do need someone to lead them because they don't, not one of them is a leader anyway. You know? Yes. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. So, and then also, I think in wrestling, we need to stop having large groups like the Dark Order be supportive sidekicks rather yes. than like threats. Because you know, when he first came in, I was like, I don't know who they are, but you know, I don't want to get in their way. And you know, um, and then now there's the happy-go-lucky sidekick characters. Yeah, sidekick Sangman. Right. 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 Um. I guess we could uh t- t- move on to the last bit of free agent news since uh, we haven't been podcasting and God knows how long. <clears throat> excuse me. God knows how long we haven't had the chance to talk about CM Punk and Daniel Bryan's possible debut in AEW. And I mean, I wasn't even looking for wrestling news some weeks back. And this was just all over the place. You you, you couldn't avoid it. And this would be like Hogan went to WCW. Luger went to WCW. And like this would be on that level if those guys showed up in AEW, a balance shifting move. But I'll tell you this much. And I'll let you guys have it. You got to be careful. Because if you bring in a punk, you bring in Brian, they're going to need a lot of TV time. And what happens to those guys if, what happens if you're Jungle Boys, your 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 young soldier, MJFs, your Darbies, what if they started get, getting pushed to the back burner? Like, Punk and Brian is great, and they would be great for AEW, but what I'm saying is don't push your young guys back to the, to the back burner. What do you, what do you guys think on that? Well, it's not as if Mark Henry or the Big Show has taken the spot away from any of the younger talent or Christian Cage either. Um, I don't think you're going to get Daniel Bryan or CM Punk doing 125 matches a year. I think there'll be more. It, it'll be going back to like the territories. You'll get them to come in and do a couple of programs every so often. And and they disappear again. I think that would it's be very great. exciting. I think it's very exciting because you said there. You mentioned Darby Allen. I mean, it's quite clear from the way he mentioned. Even if you're the best in the world in his promo two weeks ago on AEW, that's foreshadowing that Punk is going to come in and do a program with Darby Allen, which 
be very, very interesting because Derby Allen lives that straight edge. Lives, he's, he's, he's the, the punk of the 21st century. He's straight edge. He lives that kind of lifestyle that punk lived when he was younger. And I think they would work well together. Brian would work with anybody. I mean, the prospect, oh. of, seeing, the prospect of seeing Kenny Omega against Daniel Bryan is incredible. Um, yes. I think that, that, would, that would be a total not match. That would be a total match, JP. That would be a total non match. Yeah, that would be a total non match. And I'm saying, and I'm saying for the for the Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega, you know, kind of kind of feel. But if it was a non-title thing, that that would be that would be that would be totally awesome. But literally, it, it needs it needs to be you know as as we've seen over the years. You know, we've seen we've seen you know. Samoa Joe, you know, take on Brian Danielson or or any of the other guys that that have been mentioned in Ring of Honor, but but due to but due to the fact that, that Brian Danielson has has some has a dream match has a dream match with Kenny Omega, it makes a lot of sense, and that's one of the that's one of the matches that, that we've never seen before, and that's one of the matches that I would actually love to see. CM Punk or Daniel or, or Brian Danielson, one of those two. CM Punk, definitely. <laughs> so that he hasn't been around so long, or you think he prefer he'd have better quality matches? I'd have to say better quality matches. Better quality matches. A fella that hasn't been in the ring in seven years versus yeah. won every wrestling award in history. I don't know, I think I'd be going Brian Anderson right. all day, every day. Right. Uh, either one for me is just like groundbreaking. Just, just must, like you said, can't miss TV. Cannot miss TV. A balance. What's that? You couldn't miss it, no. Can't miss balance shifting power. And yeah, I'd be very, very excited about that as we move on well unless does anybody have any final thoughts on that before i move on um i wonder what the uh uh what uh, what everyone's reaction would be if they actually see cm punk coming back as a commentator (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that would i think it'll break twitter it'll break twitter Anything would break Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, might, it, might, it might break Cole Cabana. Oh my god, it might. Yeah, that's the same too. Yeah, I, I, I remember. Remember, I remember the, uh, the court case. I remember that court case back in the day with with Cole Cabana and and and, and Bill Brooks. I remember. I remember. That, that was that was nuts. Yeah, that 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 got kind of crazy. Um, but. As we move on, man, 
Vince McMahon came out swinging. He uh, recently said that he does not see AEW as competition um, and that he doesn't know how to value their star, how they value their stars. And he said, maybe we should give him more talent in a mocking way. So, man, I look at this and I'm like, Vince, just because, you know, someone is in your rear mirror, you got to pay attention once they start getting closer. And I'm not saying AEW is competition yet, but they're getting there. They're getting closer to WWE than we realize. And they're getting a million viewers every week. So what do you guys think um, on Vince's comments? Is AEW competition or they're not competition? Um, WWE are safe with 46-year-old Rey Mysterio. (laughs) (laughs) I have to agree. I have to agree. I'd have to agree because if they because if they lose because if they lose Ray because if they lose Ray Ray and and literally th- this is this is just something here because if they lose Ray then then the only other person and the only other person that that they that they would lose is is uh, Dominic as well <laughs> because if they because if they lose both Ray and Dominic. That's the end. That's the end. over. We would have a new. We would have a new LWO. We would. Have a new, oh my God! What the hell? Oh, I forgot. I forgot. I gotta get on that. I gotta get on that. I will. We will take care of that. Uh, let me jump in here with some comments because, um, uh, based on my personal experience, uh, being at WWE in uh, 2018, uh, they watch everything. Um, you may not think that they do, but they watch everything, uh, even if they're not giving um, press releases or talking to the media as much. Because uh, I know that they watched uh, Wrestle Kingdom on in 2018, and they also watched All In. That's why they gave Matt and Nick uh, more money in order for them to come over to WWE. Right. Now, I just, now, I just think that, personally, Vince knows what's going on. And because Tony Khan keeps talking and going on Busted Open Radio and doing these media conferences and saying that he has all this money and his dad is giving him money. He does. Using this as a tactic of, um, you know what? I'm going to keep releasing guys and let's see how much money you you really have to really do great in this business that Vince has done for all these years. So I think right now it's one of those um, uh, really uh, you know like when a tiger goes after their, their their food, like he's really like, I'm gonna give you all these guys. Let's see what you can do with them. Because he's not worried. He has he has a lot of money behind him, but he wants to see if AEW can uh, sink or swim. And to that point, that is what happened to WCW. They they kept they kept gobbling up guys, and then you know the roster just became overbloated. And yeah, I mean. I, I got more faith in the AEW that they wouldn't pull WCW, but that is an interesting point. Uh, anybody else got anything else on Vince? I have a slightly different view on that. I think what is happening is it has been brought in to make the company as profitable as possible yes. to sell the company. And 
the best way to make the company as profitable as possible reduce the salary scales available. So you were talking about Bray White there earlier. Bray White signed a new contract last year, which would be in excess of a million dollars a year. Braun Stallman was making over a million dollars a year as well. If you look at the most recently released, they were all people that high, they had very high-end contracts with WWE. And creative, that old phrase, Marie, which I'm sure you're familiar with, creative has nothing for you. They were doing nothing with these guys and paying them a fortune. Right. So they're releasing money, making the bottom line more profitable, I think, ultimately to sell the company. Vince is what, 74 years of age? He's getting up there, man. Yeah. yeah. They've given up essentially on the, by, by streamlining the WWE network into Peacock. They've yeah. essentially given up on it being its own individual platform. In right. America, anyway, so it's so they've already given up on that. And this was the big project for the last what 12 years, yeah. So I they brought somebody yeah. in the other side was cutting and he's burning, and characters don't care because they have all these licenses with NBC, Peacock, they have these TV deals, billion dollar no, deals. There's no, there's no longevity of characters, and you can tell there's no longevity of characters because who's the number who's the number one contender for the raw heavyweight title? Freaking Goldberg. Again. Again. Who's the number one contender for Roman Reigns title? John Cena. Part time Cena. They are not building characters. They are relying on the old reliables going back. Yep. The names and it's all it's all about it's not about character development, it's about maximizing profits and getting the company ready to sell sell the company. That is a fantastic take. Disney because they own everything else. They own the Muppets, they own the Simpsons, <laughs> they own Marvel, they own Fox, they own virtually every every single iconic platform or, or, or IP available. Disney now owns. The one they don't own is WWE. Yeah, and you want to, I want to add a funny story onto that. So uh, when, when I was there in 2018, the supervisors were always joking about WWE buying Disney. And I was there like, you guys are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they, they always bragged about, yeah, you know, one day WWE is going to buy Disney. And I was like, yeah, sure. Keep talking, guys. Keep That's talking. It's freaking Disney. That ain't happening. It's going to be the other way around. I'm telling you, man. Um, you get uh, getting the chance to work for WWE. You you meet everybody that drinks the damn Kool Aid, and if you don't drink the Kool Aid, you're not in with the cool kids. I never drink that fucking Kool Aid, and, and they knew it. Yeah, man, and I wouldn't either. You got the right to do that. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. And speaking of, you mentioned JP Roman and Cena. I actually have a topic here for them. And it is who wins a face-to-face promo. Is it John Cena? Is it Roman Reigns? Because oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw Heyman in that too. <laughs> I like that answer. Uh, because the first time they did this, John Cena just obliterated him, man. Uh, way back when years ago and I'm speaking with probably with my heart over my head because if, you, if you're talking about a three-point competition you don't bet against a very 
But I'm going with Roman Reigns. I think he would take John Cena to school in a face-to-face promo. Uh, talking about everything under the sun, missionary, and everything else. Nevertheless, who do you guys got? You got Roman, you got Paul Heyman, you got John Cena. Who, who, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go against you and be like John Cena because I have never acknowledged Roman Reigns. I will not acknowledge, acknowledge him. him. Ever, you know? <laughs> um, Wait, no, I'm not doing that. Okay, so like, you know, you know, you know his cousin, uh, uh, Lance Anawaii, uh, uh, who's, uh, who's on the Indies. Um, I took a picture with him and I put it up on Twitter and I was like, he's the only Samoan I'm going to acknowledge. So when I see these Samoans on the Indies, they're going to be the first acknowledgement, not Roman. But in a face-to-face battle, John Cena will win over uh, Roman Reigns unless Paul Heyman is doing the talking for Roman. If Paul Heyman is doing the talking for Roman, Paul Heyman wins. Ah. I only wanted to say that, and that is the best promo in the last one was. <laughs> that was awesome. I only saw a YouTube clip of it, but it was enough for me. Yeah, yeah, that took me out. <laughs> I'd have to, I'd have to agree, I'd have to agree with, uh, with JP on this one. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Roman versus Cena, like my head is telling me Cena, but I'm pulling for the, the full-time guy. Like, Roman's credibility on his, is, is on the line in this. If John Cena destroys him again, like, jeez, you, 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 you can't come back from that. You can't come back from that. He's going to pin him, like... Gonna pain Cena, so it doesn't really Yeah, to, to basically, uh, uh, his, like his cousin The Rock, this, this, the, the heel persona is that, you know, long time the crowd is gonna, you know, get on his side, is what you're saying. I think so. Well, he, he wasn't working as a babyface originally. People didn't want to see him as a babyface, but they believe him as a heel. But I think Vince, Vince McMahon is stubborn, like he sees him as a long term babyface. I think he's he's going down that road where eventually he wants to reposition his baby face. And I genuinely think the only person who's taking that belt off him is Brock Lesnar. Ooh, I, I, I'm pulling for Big E myself. No, but you may, be right. Right. you may be right. As we move on, uh, one more SmackDown topic. The boss is back. It's boss time. Sasha Banks is back. 
And as soon as she came back, she saved the day for Bianca Belair. And the first thing I said was, "All right, let's get to it. Let's stop all the friendships. Let, let's 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 see the beat down. Let's get to it." And I'm glad that didn't stretch it out. You know, Sasha Banks beats it down. She holds up the title, and presumably, it's going to be Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair at SummerSlam. Uh, SummerSlam is the proven ground for people who for new champions at WrestleMania. You get the SummerSlam and you win, you know where you've proved yourself. And I think Bianca Belair should get the dub here. Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair too. Who should win? Um, I'll, I'll see it play out. Um, I, I mean, I'm not like the biggest Sasha Banks fan or the Bianca Belair fan, but um, I do respect both of them in the ring. Um, I would just like to see it play out. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. I would definitely want to see it play out as well. Okay. If you want to look at this from a merchandise point of view, right? Right. Yeah, I've read lots of stories about Sasha Banks not being the most approachable of superstars and not being overly friendly with fans, whereas Belair is the complete opposite. We're looking at this from a money perspective. There's more money to be made in Bianca Belair t-shirts than there are in Sasha Banks. I do think that a lot of this stuff really matters. You know, Cena was never turned heel because of the amount of stuff. All his big face. Yeah. The young well, now she she is certainly great. Like Sasha Banks has the face, I, I I just can't vibe with. Sasha Banks has the heel. Oh yeah. Give me all of that. Like, like that. I, I, I'm invested as Sasha Banks has a heel. Yes, I, I would agree with that. Not necessarily, but in Sasha Banks's case, I, I'd, I'd say yes. Uh, am I right in thinking that every champion is heel except Bianca Belair? Am I wrong? Um, I'd have to go down the list. But they also have the tag team champions, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, the tag team champions. Roman. Roman's here. Lashley's here. Yeah. She's the only baby face from what I from what I can remember. Um, her and Nikki. Yeah, her and Nikki. What? Oh yeah, yeah. What's Reggie? Or does anybody know or care? I don't know. I guess. He's a tweener. Reggie is Reggie, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Reggie is Reggie. I look at next. All heels, aren't they? Um. Carry on. Yeah, Carry on. Yeah, Carry on. 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 Which, which, her face on that side, I think, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yes. Wow, we really have to really think about this. This is sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the champion to get? <laughs> oh my god, man. <laughs> oh, 
Um, but speaking of, look at AEW. Look at AEW. It's all means in AEW as well. Like you have Kenny Omega, you have the Elite, you have yeah, the, the Good Brothers, the Impact Tag Team Champions. You have Miro. Yeah. Yeah. Lance, Lance Archer changes whatever he's facing he's depending on who he's actually going up against right that's true yeah, yeah. you're I mean, right maybe, maybe it doesn't matter anymore <laughs> I guess not and we also have Brit as a heel so yeah yeah, yeah. she's gonna heal though yeah she's a heel yeah yeah, yeah. the, the yeah. crowd is slowly bringing her along the path to be in the face but she, she's a heel uh, as we stand today Credit they bought in uh Red Velvet, so that that's gonna be a even though she's gonna get cheered in Pittsburgh, but that's that's the face that they you know bought in so that that yeah. that, that Brit can be the heel. About four minutes. Yeah, that, that's very yeah. likely. <laughs> yeah, but ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that would that would be excellent as well if they moved on to that, but. Speaking of moving on, we'll move on to a little bit of NXT. Uh, Index is back. How about that? We had a lover. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> uh, we had a lover or uh, loser match. It was Gargano uh, versus Dexter Loomis. And the stipulation was Index was off if Dexter Loomis lost. Well, Dexter Loomis lost the match. And Indy Hartwell said, hell with y'all's stipulation. I'm going to get what I want. And Index is back, and I love every bit of it. How do you guys feel about this? Love conquers all, man. There you go. <laughs> yes, indeed. Index, any, 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 any other thoughts? It makes a, it makes a mockery of... of of having stipulations though doesn't it it does I have to agree with you on that they hope to send that there's no way we're going to have a match that was going to determine whether or not they would still stay together or not whether they could be together and he loses the match and they end up together anyway right I think they, they would have been better off if he just won the match and they, they could have just did that anyways yeah I, that, it's, it's better storytelling and it's people will cheer you know what I mean right Right. I think yeah. I think it's about time though that Dexter Lumis actually started talking. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just staring like, like yeah. to the camera. We need to hear his thoughts. When he was when he was Sam Shaw on Impact, he was he was a good talker. Like, yeah. So he can talk, but I mean the uh, I, I think an interesting way it would be to go with that note is if they actually start doing the nets. Where he's just kind of all in his face for a couple of weeks and he just turns around and says, Shut up, woman. <laughs> <laughs> I would pop for that. <laughs> I've been not smoking for three years. Like, 
You talk too much. Index, index back. I love it. Uh, one final topic on NXT. Uh, Samoa Joe uh, is killing security guards again. Poor MJF. Never, <laughs> if y'all remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Karen Cross called him out. Samoa Joe choked out some security guards, and I'm excited about this match. But I gotta say, the 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 fact that they called Karrion Cross to the main roster and he's been going in 50-50 matches. It's like his character, his light has been dimmed. And I was like, this is a top match for me. But now it's kind of a top match. I'm excited about it, not that excited. Karrion Cross, Samoa Joe, what do you guys think? Are you excited about it or what? Or the way they have been squashing Karrion Cross on Raw <laughs> and making him therefore like the most mid NXT champion ever. I'm sorry, I like Killer Cross better because he was actually threatening. I mean, I would say like just give it to Samoa Joe, but it doesn't make sense to put the title on Samoa Joe. I don't know that they need to build Cross's credibility back again with or without Scarlet by his side. I totally agree with that. Like he, he, it's like I won't necessarily say he went to the bottom, but man, it sure feels like it. What's going on on Raw? And then even before all of this, it's like everybody was punking him on the mic, like up and right. They were, they were, they, they were out his promos, and dude didn't stand a chance. And I hope they build him up, but I think the the I'm gonna go with putting the title on Joe. And let's let's see what happens from there. Beaten by forty-four-year-old Jeff Hardy in three minutes. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff Hardy. Yeah, that's where it all just fell apart. Jeff. Apparently, no less. Apparently. Oh wow. He was due to face him again before Hardy went down with COVID. Right. And according to according to oh. and Alvarez, he was due oh. to lose, he was due to lose again. Wow. Wow, man. Yeah. How many talents from next have actually made it on the on the main on the main? It's like a curse. Mm, only the four horse women, other than that, I can tell you. <laughs> I, mean, um, I mean, how many, are, how many four horse women are still with WWE? I hope Finn uh, Balor said the run is not as bad as the first one. I mean, it wasn't bad. He did win the Intercontinental Championship twice, but uh, I hope they do him better on this. Uh, yeah, we all do. We hope that we, uh, they build him better. Um, I was gonna say that um, I think at this point, uh, because Karrion Cross has said that he wants to try to work like all three promotions, NXT, Raw, and SmackDown, just because he wants to like do that, um, and then eventually like Charlotte would be with him. Hopefully, uh, if he wants to do that, the safe bet is to give the NXT Championship to Samoa Joe. Um, you right. Know, just because. 
Yeah. As we move on, uh, there's a brand new mo- member of the Bullet Club, and his yep. name is Chris Bate. He defeated yes. Juice Robinson, and as as we build to this storyline with Jay White, David Finley, uh, at res- at Resurgence, Chris Bay. We've been building with Chris Bay and your boy uh, Jay White. So Chris Bay is now a member of the Bullet Club, and I absolutely love this. What what do you guys, how do you feel? What what do you guys think about that? Um, I think it's a great pick for Chris Bay to be with the Bullet Club. Uh, This is their chance to keep adding more uh, junior heavyweights, because obviously Chris Bay is a junior heavyweight, and I can't wait to see what he does in, like, the best of the super juniors over in New Japan, and then maybe they have something for New Japan strong, he could wrestle there. Um, Chris Bay is an all-around great talent, and, um, you know, picking him to be there just helps them in general. Um, I have no complaints about Chris Bay being there. Me either. I absolutely love it. And just to, just to see the dude throw up the two sweet symbol, I was like, yes. Because I've been following the dude since he was the hottest free agent in wrestling. And just to see him blossom uh, from what he's doing in Impact to now the Bullet Club, it is a great story. So... Uh, as we move on to the last two topics of the day, speaking of resurgence, John Moxley has a mystery partner. Uh, he's going to take on the Good Brothers, and we we I love me a good old mystery partner. Who is it? Who is it going to be? Type of match, and I think the obvious answer is Eddie Kingston. Uh, but who do you guys think is going to be Moxley's mystery partner? Um, I have I have two ideas. One, it could be Eddie Kingston. The other one could be uh, Sammy Callahan. Um, as like a um, but I don't see. I mean, uh, people want uh, Shooter, who's a uh, Shota, but he's stuck in the UK, so he can't really uh, come over here. But you know, either Sammy Callahan or Eddie Kingston. He's been tag- tagging with Eddie Kingston for months. It wouldn't be a surprise, but to New Japan fans, it'll be a surprise. Mm. It would be, would be a tremendous matchup. I, I like to see somebody just off the wall, somebody that we're not thinking of, you know, be the partner. Nevertheless, if it is Eddie Kingston, going to be a great match. And uh, I mean, resurgence is shaping up to be awesome as we move oh, on. It to- is. Guys, move on to the final topic of the day. Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah. I've seen this guy. The crazy thing is, it was whatever AEW show that was, I had my head down and the TV oh, was on God. mute. And I looked up, I said, Tanahashi. <laughs> I started turning up the TV. It was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and yeah. it's going to be Tanahashi yeah. versus Archer. For the U.S. title, what are you guys' thoughts on that? 
I'm gonna let Rutherford, uh, you, you can go first, because you're marking out way more than me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, uh, I've been following New Japan as like a little bit closer since uh, maybe Sakura Genesis, or, uh, and I've been uh, like looking at Tana, and I, I don't know, I mean, uh, not only he's so wholesome, he's so weird, yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> yeah. He always uh, has like a good sense on his fight, he is like, I gotta do better, the young lions are going to do good, uh, whatever. And uh, even though he's been like on a, not on a losing streak, because uh, I mean, uh, he did lose the title match against Shingo, but one oh, against him. Yeah, that was a five-star match indeed. I mean, I don't know, chances are that uh, the Motorhead Monster might retain to like uh, keep the U I W G P S uh, I W G P U S title on uh, like on the U S side and uh, keep on defending on AEW. Uh, but um, I mean, I don't know how convenient it is to like return the title to Japan. But uh, I'm uh, really hyped for that match and uh, to give like more of, get more of Tanahashi and upset, you know. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Gonna be a fantastic match, Marie. If you want to join in on on this yeah. one? Um, so I marked out as soon as I saw Tanahashi on my TV screen, and I was like, "What are we doing?" <laughs> Same. Do that because you know um, there was like no build up except for that one video. Because after uh, Tanahashi beat Kenta during the Summer Struggle store uh, Summer Struggle tour, right before uh, the Tokyo Dome event, uh, he basically told management, "Hey, Abuchi hasn't recovered. Let me fight Shingo." And management was like, "All right, cool. We're gonna put you in the main event." Him and Shingo had a five star match. That that was beautiful storytelling. And then all of a sudden, you see him show up on AEW to fight for the. United States Championship title, which he has never won. Um, so it's kind of uh, amazing though to, to see that. I want Tanahashi to win the title just to take it over back to Japan. But because we're having new restrictions and lockdowns of COVID, unfortunately, Lance Archer should retain it just to keep it in the state. And maybe Tanahashi could stay a little while longer. When Tanahashi was on excursion, he was in TNA in 2008. So right. he built his uh, fan base there and then, like, you know, take it over to Japan. But this means, like, a lot. And the partnership yeah. that's going around between New Japan, AEW, and Impact is super strong. And um, it feels like back in the day where you can enjoy wrestling. You can enjoy your favorite wrestler taking on your other favorite wrestler in fantasy matches because we're all in this business of dreams. You know, that's yes. Territories, all of yeah, it is. And it makes me like super giddy that I get to be a part of this. We all get to be a part of this, and um, that's going to be one hell of a match. And that's our that's our co-main event because the main event is going to be Jay White versus uh, Finley. Oh. I know that Jay White is going to have a flawless victory against David Finley. Yes, that's right. You know me. Going to be yeah, yeah. I know Jay White is your boy. Jay White yeah. is. And I, 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 the more I watch Jay White, the more I'm like, yes, he's it. He is it. Um, which, surprisingly, um, you see, uh, when he had his Wrestle Kingdom moment and he gave that wonderful nine minute monologue speech for like this year, I was like, oh shit, I don't want him to go to WWE. I don't want him to go anywhere else. <laughs> you know, but now, but now seeing him on Impact and how he works an, an actual syndicated television show, I was like, all right, good. All my fears are gone. You know, he'll be okay. You know, oh yeah. Working, working on New Japan style. TV show 
it's way different than working a syndicated American show. Right. It's totally different. So, so basically, his transition was super good, and I'm like super proud uh-huh. of him to uh, have it uh, uh, like flawlessly. Yes, indeed. Same here. And yeah, so, oh, so go ahead. Looking forward to resurgence. I'm sorry, yes, because as expected. I mean, uh, maybe not together, but we got uh, Tanahashi, we got uh, Jay White, we got Bean Juice, we got uh, the the super coaches, the good coaches. Yeah. I don't remember uh, Rizuki and uh, Rocky Romero. Moose so, and Ishii. Taguchi and Rocky are coming in. Um, oh wait, is it? Uh, uh, Rocky's in a trios match, isn't he? I know. Yeah. I do know that for Texas and Philly, uh, Taguchi and Rock Romero are going to be there. I don't know about resurgence, but we'll see when it happens on August 14th. Um, by the way, uh, did you see what New Japan wants from um, its fans to do a 15-second video for uh, to, to get a code to watch the pay-per-view? No, what's going on? Uh, I mean, I mean, like all you have to do is a 15 second video explaining, you know, uh, why you're hyped for New Japan uh, Resurgence, and they may pick you um, to get the the code to watch the pay per view, uh, and then also to um, to be a part of the, like the opening video. Wow, that's super cool. Yeah, so you're going to have to Oh yeah. Experience. Speaking. Yeah. Speaking of fans, uh, one more thing, a, a topic that I forgot. Uh, Ronda freaking Rousey. <laughs> this would be the final topic. I'm scrolling through Twitter and Ronda Rousey's trending. I'm like, okay, what's, what's going on here? And I see the tweet of her. Saying, yeah, I, I heard we want Wyatt chance, but uh, you guys were chanting, we want beach balls when, when the guy was wrestling in the match, and that just set Twitter on fire. And Ronda Rousey got this old school heel in her where she, she just needles wrestling fans, and it sets people off. <laughs> I mean, I found it funny. What, what, what do you guys think? I mean, on the, on the whole ordeal. Um, this time around, I can't blame her hormones because she's not right. She's not wrong. Yeah, she's she, she's not wrong. 
final thoughts uh that is the final topic of the day uh it was great getting to do this again with you guys like i, I missed just sitting down uh talking about wrestling so i i, I very thoroughly enjoyed myself thank you guys yeah man thank you for having us back again <laughs> yeah, yeah thank you for great having us back get fine Get looking for that Rey Mysterio match. I will look <laughs> for that Rey Mysterio match. I will be here next week. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's not going to rest until you actually do that and prove it to him or at least try to. So. <laughs> <laughs> I will find it and hopefully I'll be back with it next week. <laughs> I shall check it out. I'll check that out. And one more thing, JP. I'll, I'll save it for next week, my reasoning. 
But I, I, I do want you to know that Rey Mysterio is one of the goats of professional wrestling. I, I, I just want to point that out. <laughs> hey, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen Old Yeller? Do you know the story? Oh my god! Yes, I do. He's <laughs> so old he can't even walk, so they just take him out the back of the farm and shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard the story. <laughs> Poor Rey Mysterio. <laughs> But Oh, until next week, guys. Ah, I shall see Been you guys awesome. then. Take care. Take care. All right, take care.